the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lord, as we turn our attention to your word, we ask you to be our teacher and to transform how we think and speak and act by the power of your word and your spirit living in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And with that, Pastor Leighton Sheely begins a brand new series here on Study Verse by Verse an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. So glad you've joined us for this uh, few minutes uh, of devotional time. I'm Mike Trout, and we'll get right into it in just a moment. Church of the Highlands is on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. The ministry itself is on the web at studyversebyverse.com. Pastor Layton is in the book of John, and he'll jump to the 13th chapter in just a moment after giving us uh, a bit of an overview of chapters 1 through 12. Now, chapter 1 contains a prologue, an introduction. Uh, Chapters 2 through 12 are sometimes referred to as the book of the signs or the book of the miracles because there are seven miracles that the author describes uh, Jesus as being involved in in the course of his ministry, and his purpose is to introduce Jesus as the Savior of the world. He himself, the author, declares that in chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. He writes, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, chosen, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you might have life in his name. Chapter 12 brings to a close the first portion of Jesus' ministry, which was the public ministry of Christ. We find J. Vernon McGee wrote this concerning chapters 13 through 17. He said, The discourse is one of the greatest that our Lord ever gave. It is the longest and it is meaningful for us today because He took His own into the upper room and revealed new truths to them. His public ministry had ended and He had been rejected. And now He talks about His love for us believers, how we're to live the Christian life, of the provision that He has made for us, and of the relationships between Him and those who are His own. As He's on the way to the cross, He has no message for the Pharisee or the religious rulers or the Roman government. This message is for His own. In a real sense, chapters 13 through 17 provide a background for understanding the passion narrative that follows them. Jesus' washing of the disciples' feet plays a significant role because it prefigures the crucifixion itself by which they will be cleansed from their sin. And it's a call to his followers to express the same love for each other as Jesus has expressed to them through his death. Now our study today begins at verse 18. But I'd like to read from verse 1 of chapter 13 in order to provide a context and introduce our study. Now before the feast of the Passover... When Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he'd come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments 
and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. And that is why he said, Not all of you are clean. And when he'd washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. Now the title, traitor, is an ugly description in any language. And oftentimes countries reserve their most severe punishment for acts of treason. History has known many notorious traitors. Many Americans are probably familiar with the name Benedict Arnold. We may not remember anything about his life or what he did, but we remember his name in infamy. Now, the most notorious traitor in the history of the world was Judas Iscariot. He had the privilege of walking with Jesus during his earthly ministry, seeing Jesus day and night, watching him perform miracles listening to him teach, observing him raising the dead, and yet Judas betrayed Jesus to his death. The early church detested Judas. Whenever the gospel writers mention his name, they always identify him as the traitor who betrayed Jesus. Now, little is known about Judas' life before he came and became an apostle. His father's name was Simon Iscariot, according to Scripture, the name Iscariot is derived from two Hebrew words that mean man of Kiriath. And there were two villages at that time named Kiriath, one in Moab and the other in Judea. And so it's likely that Judas was from the Kiriath of Judea, which would have made him the only one of the twelve disciples who was not Galilean. And yet the other disciples trusted Judas implicitly. When Jesus announced that one would betray him, they never even suspected Judas. Now, the Bible doesn't reveal when and where Judas first met Jesus. Along with the other 11 apostles, disciples, he was named by Jesus after a night spent in prayer. He then would have left his full-time occupation, whatever that was, and become a full-time follower of Christ. But although Judas accompanied Jesus, 
He never gave Jesus his heart and his soul. So he obviously wasn't attracted to Jesus on a spiritual level. What then might have attracted Judas to follow Jesus? Well, like many of the fellow Jews, they believe that Jesus just might be the Messiah. And the Messiah that they had been taught about was a political and military leader who was going to throw off the yoke of Rome and establish national sovereignty. And he, as a member of the inner circle, hoped to get an important position in that new kingdom. He wasn't interested in the kingdom for salvation's sake, but rather what he could get out of it, namely wealth, power, and prestige. But as time went on, Jodas must have become increasingly disillusioned. Because when the people tried to raise Jesus up to be that Messiah that they thought he should be, Jesus refused to accept that role, instead stressing the spiritual dimension of his kingdom. And evidently, Judas experienced some growing disenchantment. But there was an incident that took place just a few days before the Last Supper that's told to us in chapter 12. There was a dinner that was given in Jesus' honor. And at that dinner, Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, anointed Jesus with some expensive perfume. And shocked, Judas exclaimed, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? Now John tells us that Judas was not interested in helping the poor. He was interested in helping himself. And often did to the treasury that he was holding. He was a thief. And he lost an opportunity to embezzle a significant amount of money. 300 denarii was the equivalent of a full year's wage for a working person. And that loss must have infuriated Judas. Because immediately after this incident, we are told that he went to the chief priest and says, What are you willing to give me? For me to betray Jesus to you. And they weighed out 30 pieces of silver. And from then on he began looking for a good opportunity to betray Jesus. But his treachery wouldn't remain hidden for long. Because Jesus would expose it at the Last Supper. Verse 18, I am not speaking to all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. Now, the disciples might well have had their faith shattered if this betrayal had taken place entirely by surprise. They might have thought that Jesus' enemies were really too powerful for him. But Jesus' prediction and explanation of the event altered all of that. For on reflection, they would see his mastery of the situation, that what took place was just as it had been foretold. And Jesus wanted to make sure that the rest of the disciples understood that he was not the surprise victim of Judas' treachery. Otherwise, they might have wondered why he chose to choose Judas if he was indeed God. How could he have so completely misjudged Judas' character? But Jesus chose a betrayer among his 12 disciples in order to fulfill Scripture. Here, namely Psalm 55 and Psalm 41.9. Now the context of Psalm 41 is in the aftermath of an unsuccessful coup against King David 
by his son Absalom, who was assisted by King David's dear and trusted friend, Ahithophel. Ahithophel was a close companion of David, betrayed David, and then later went to hang himself. Judas was a close companion of Jesus, betrayed Jesus, and later went to hang himself. Both Psalms 41 and 55 describe David's experience, but they also point forward to the Messiah's betrayal. I really appreciate how Pastor Leighton Sheely puts all the pieces together as he moves through the Word of God verse by verse on this short visit we have each day with you called Study Verse by Verse. This is an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and if you'd like to hear all of the messages that Pastor Layton has preached on the book of John, just go to highlands.us and click on Messages. The link will take you to a long list of archived messages. That's highlands.us. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow at this same time when we'll open the Word of God once again to the book of John and continue our study through the 13th chapter, verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.